So this is the IMT clinical scenarios. This is scenario six, um, vector exacerbation of COPD. And this is the better answer. Hi, Justin. Um, so you're the medical SHO on take, and you're called to assess an 84-year-old gentleman who's been brought in by ambulance uh, with a cough and difficulty in breathing. He is an active smoker and known to have COPD, and he reports worsening breathlessness over the last five days associated with a wheeze. He tells you he's been coughing up yellow-coloured sputum for the last 48 hours, and his observations are as follows. He's got a respiratory rate of 27 uh, breaths a minute, SATs of 85% on room air, blood pressure of 131 over 79, heart rate of 114, and temperature of 38.1. Can you talk me through your assessment of this patient? Okay. Um, so, yeah, so even before um, approaching the patient, I'd want to know uh, a bit of collateral from the ED team and looking back at his past medical history, whether he's a known retainer, he's had previous um, admissions to ITU or uh, hospital admissions, um, whether or not what, what inhaler regime he's on and whether he's got any previous sort of documented um, escalation plans, such as a DNA CPR or a ceiling of care. Um, I want to get a concise history from the patient. Um, if the patient remains um, vitally stable, um, I'd want to quantify his baseline exercise tolerance. Um, I'd want to know in terms of the productive sputum, whether it's increased in um, frequency or consistency or color. Um, I'd want to rule out any other pertinent differential diagnoses, um, such as COVID-19, uh, PE, um, exacerbation of heart failure or pneumothorax. Um, and in the context of COVID, just following local protocol in terms of side rooms, um, whether or not he needs swabbed immediately and putting on the appropriate PPE as well before approaching the patient. Um, I'd want to ca then carry out a structured A to E assessment. First of all, looking uh, at his airway, um, ensuring that it's patent, that his trachea is central, and there are no sounds of um, obstruction uh, coming from the airway and that he's talking to me uh, in full sentences. Um, moving on to breathing, I want to recheck his oxygen saturations um, and his uh, respiratory rate. Uh, from the end of the bedside, I'm looking at accessory muscles such as his SEM or his diaphragm um, and whether he's in any postural, uh, such, such as tripoding or purslip breathing. Um, I would want to initially aim for a saturation of 88 to 92% uh, pending his blood gas uh, before checking whether or not he's a retainer. Um, and I'd start ideally with one to two liters of a nasal cannula or starting on a low venturi, such as 24%. Uh, I'd want to auscultate his lungs um, to check for any crackles, air entry, any crepitations. I'd also want to inspect his chest wall for deformities, um, any signs of CO2 retention, um, palpate and percuss as well. I'd want to get a portable chest x-ray seeing as it's quite hypoxic and requiring oxygen. I'd send off a COVID swab for him as well as other um, um, respiratory viruses as we are approaching the winter months. Um, and I would want to get an arterial blood gas as mentioned before. Um, moving on to C, I'd want to check again his blood pressure uh, and his heart rate, um, check for uh, peripheral perfusion, cap refill, um, do a fluid volume status assessment, get some IV access, check for any signs of right heart failure or core pulmonale, um, 
and uh, send off some bloods as well whilst getting IV access. Um, and I'll go through what, what bloods I'd like um, after, after my assessment. Um, I'd want to listen into his heart sounds um, to make sure there are no murmurs or added sounds. Um, uh, before then moving on to D, um, I'd want to check his consciousness level to make sure he's he's not confused or or showing any signs of uh, CO2 retention or encephalopathy. Um, I'll quickly check his blood glucose as well uh, before moving on uh, to E. Um, e, really, I'd be uh, looking at assessing his um, abdomen to check uh, for no signs of, um, uh, make sure it's soft and tender, no masses, checking his calves as well to make sure he's not got any signs of a DVT um, and checking his legs as well for any signs of peripheral edema. Um, the, uh, I, I suppose I would want to, thinking about D as well, going back to D, I'd want to get a temperature as well. Uh, I know it's mentioned, but he is pyrexic. Um, uh, but I, it, you know, if he is now showing signs of uh, sepsis, so I'd want to initiate sepsis six as well for, for this gentleman. Um, so that includes uh, taking blood cultures, um, taking uh, uh, his lactate uh, and taking his uh, urine output uh, and giving him some antibiotics, giving him some oxygen and giving him some uh, oxygen, antibiotics and uh, that, that I, would, I would start with that to begin with. Okay. So you mentioned a lot of investigations so far. So is there any other investigations that you'd uh, like to request for this patient? Um, so we've mentioned ABG chest X-ray bloods, um, which I would want a full blood count check for polycythemia, signs of infection, uh, urine, uh, urine electrolytes, um, check for baseline renal function, uh, for starting things like antibiotics and steroids. Um, look at LFTs to check for any right heart, signs of right heart failure, CRP for infective markers, um, and a theophylline level if, if they're taking theophylline. Um, I'd want to send off a COVID swab, maybe check for um, a atypical antigen screen such as Legionella or pneumococcus. Um, blood cultures, I've mentioned before, and a sputum culture as well to, to guide antibiotic therapy. Okay, very good. So, some of your investigations start coming back. So here's a chest X-ray, and an ABG shows a pH of seven point two nine, a PA two, PaO two of eight point seven. Um, this was done on room air. Uh, PCO two of five point eight, and a bicarb of twenty five. How do you manage this patient? Okay, so uh, starting off with the chest X-ray, the air. Um... The trachea is central and in the lung fields, I can see a left-sided uh, basal consolidation in hyperinflated lungs, but otherwise doesn't show any signs of cardiomegaly or any rib fractures or discontinuity within the lung markings. Um, the ABG shows type two respiratory failure. Um, so yeah, so I want to, in terms of how I would go about managing the patient, um, we mentioned about um, sort of starting him on the sepsis six kind of protocol already. Um, but in addition to that, I'd want to, and he's been given some oxygen, but I'd also want to start him on um, salbutamol uh, to begin with 2.5 milligrams nebulized, um, driven with air rather than oxygen, as well as ipratropium 500 micrograms 
um, as and thinking about if he's got an oral route and he's swallowing fine, then I'd start oral prednisolone, 30 milligrams for, for five days. Okay, very good. So you start all those, um, start those interventions and then you you come, come see him again in half an hour's time uh, and he's had his, he's had his uh, nebulizers that you've offered him. So his AVG now shows a pH of 7.22 compared to 7.29, a PaO2 of 10.7 compared to 8.7 previously, PCO2 of 6.8 which is up from 5.8 and the bicarb the same at 25. What does the ABG show and what do you think we might need to do next? Um, so the ABG shows um, type two respiratory fa failure again with worsening um, acidosis and worsening CO2 retention. Um, so this is someone that I would want to emergently discuss with um, my medical registrar um, for uh, potential of um, escalating to level two care and for consideration of NIV. Okay. Very good. So let's say you've seen a patient a few days later, you're now the ward SHO, and the patient has a question regarding his discharge. He wants to know if he's able to go home with oxygen, because his friend who also has COPD has started using oxygen at home and it feels a lot better. What are the indications for long-term oxygen therapy? And uh, can you think of anything that, can you think of anything that uh, does about this patient means he either meets or doesn't meet criteria? Um, so he'd need a resting arterial blood gas um, with either a PaO2 of uh, less than 7.38, uh, 7.3, um, or uh, a resting um, arterial blood gas with a PaO2 of between 7.3 to 8, with evidence of right-sided right heart, heart failure, such as uh, peripheral edema, polycythemia, or pulmonary hypertension. Um, in terms of contraindications, um, I'd want to know what his smoking uh, status is like um, and what his home uh, environment is like. So I'd want a environmental assessment and check whether or not he's smoking or others around the house, whether they're smoking as that is an absolute contraindication to, to LTOT. Okay, um, very good. So let's take, I'm going to take you back um, to when you first assessed this patient. So you assessed him, he became more acidotic, you started him on NIV. Uh, you're now handing over to the night SHO. Uh, could you please talk me through your handover? So this is an 84-year-old gentleman presenting with an effective exacerbation of COPD. Um, he's got known COPD with increasing productive cough, wheeze, and shortness of breath over the last a few days. Uh, on admission, he was hypoxic with type 2 respiratory failure, uh, and we've initiated him on sepsis 6, pro sepsis 6 protocol uh, in addition, uh, salbutamol, ipotropium, and corticosteroids. And his repeat blood gas showed a worsening of his acidosis and uh, uh, CO2 retention. Therefore, we have escalated him uh, for, for, uh, to start him on uh, NIV. Um, I would be grateful um, if you could repeat his blood gas in an hour uh, to ensure improving acidosis. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you.